Welcome to another edition of the Strozzi Football Podcast. I'm Anthony McGuire, and on this week's episode, we're going to cover the last group matches for the last weekend's Europa League. We're going to look at all the action that happened in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend, review last night's League Cup results. We're also going to preview the remaining League Cup fixtures for this round, along with all the weekend action, and of course, the Scottish Cup final on Sunday as Celtic chase an unheralded quadruple treble. Action packed as always. I'm joined by none other than Richard Tobin. Richard, how are you this evening? Oh, so much better for being on the same time zone as you. Yes, back in Perth and Dodge quarantine by very close. Uh, I saw a couple of uh, the, the COVIDia continues in Australia. Um, for those of you who listen to us in other parts of the world, yes, we do have it. It's just that we have it in smaller pockets. So I have managed to dodge quarantine. So I've been out and about in Perth and it's nice to be in enjoying a bit of summer sunshine. Good to hear you, Mike. What have you been up to this week? Oh, you know, try to keep abreast of all the football that's been going on. It's, it's been it's good, eh? It's coming thick and fast, as they like to Aye. stay on the radio. Um, yeah. We might as well start with the uh, the Europa League. Um, last 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 round of games, last game for Celtic in the, this this campaign. Pretty dismal, but they did finish off with a, a good result, a 3-2 win against Lille. Um, and played pretty well. Lille are top of the French first division. More of that later. Uh, I think that they've they've done acquitted themselves very well by beating Lille. Um, Timo Weah appearing at Celtic Park again, this time in different colours. Didn't quite do a Henrik, I would have said. Yes, well, he did sort of manage to tuck one away to equalise it to all. And uh, that was probably we up yours to Lenny uh, since uh, they had to be fallen out right before he uh, he, he uh, departed. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. What happened yeah. there? Uh, I think it was around the time when Lenny took over and he was on loan to Celtic and uh, he wanted to go play for the under-19s or, you know, do something that didn't involve Celtic and and Lenny basically said, "Well, you know, pack your bags and off you, Ooh. off you, off you jot." So I, he was definitely playing, playing a wee bit extra, yeah. extra, extra zeal. But good, good finish. But thankfully for uh, for Scotland and for Celtic and for the coefficient that David Turnbull popped up on seventy five minutes, a wee jinky mazy run by Iyer Iyer down the wing, and uh, yeah, a, a good finish from David Turnbull who. You know, man of the match um, on, in that game, him along with Soro and uh, Connor Hazard and goals. So the, the the triumphant that seemed to turn Celtic's fortunes around, at least temporarily, anyway. But you do yeah. get you do get a sense that they've maybe been worried about their goalkeeping position. <laughs> maybe just a wee bit, but Connor Hazard uh, didn't really have couldn't really be blamed for the, the two goals. And then obviously we'll talk about the clean sheet that he kept against Tilly on the weekend, but. He um he definitely looks a goalkeeper. He's statuesque. He looks he looks the Fraser Force Foster mould, and I know that that's what Lenny likes. He likes a big tall goalie in goals, so he definitely fits the bill. And I believe contract extension talks are happening as we speak. Mm, goodness. Okay. Well, Rangers uh, in box seat as you said last week for their group, and they have won their group. Congratulations! Absolutely brilliant news for Scottish football overall, uh, and a decent performance again against Lech Poznan. Didn't look as if they were going to command, but they did in the end, and they won two 0 uh, First goal, absolute beauty. Yeah, Cedric. It. I mean, he was gifted at um, the, the the Poznan defender. I don't know where he was trying to pass the ball, but he latched. Uh, what a finish! He latched onto it, and he absolutely. 
absolutely smashed it into the roof of the net. It's a really, really good finish. Uh, Hadji <laughs> stealing uh, a Connor Golson header on the line for the, to make it 2-0. Um, <laughs> he didn't seem too bashful about it either. Um, but yeah, that's the highest points total by a, a Scottish team in Europe ever. Apparently. And they're playing another Belgian team in the next round. Yeah. Last year, they're playing Royal Antwerp. Yeah, they'll fancy. They'll definitely fancy the chance yeah. there. So, um, yeah, it could be a bit of European run for uh, for Rangers this season. So, well, I was going to say, Kemar Ruffalo will be a bit inside knowledge as well. The old kind of Andalect player, and and you know, <laughs> winding up Standard Liège as he did when he was over there. Uh, I think that he'll be interested in being in that game. And and again, no crowd, no home crowd. Belgium hooching with COVID, as we have said many times in the podcast, and remains so. And a lot of Europe going into lockdown again. But these games are, are quite a few weeks away. They're probably the third week in February. Um, so hopefully be at least a handful of people and give it a bit of atmosphere. But I uh, well done, Rangers. Absolutely tremendous that they're um, keeping the coefficient up and running. And good luck to all the Rangers fans who've been long-suffering for quite a long period of time, which takes me to the weekend that had just passed in the, the Premiership, uh, Rangers-Dundee United. James Tavernier, probably one of the best goals we'll see this season. Absolutely fantastic free kick. Brilliant equaliser. Brilliant equaliser from United. And then uh, Alfredo Morelos' own version of the hand of God, which Stephen Gerrard was careful to say was not an elbow. And he was correct. It wasn't an elbow. It was a full-on fist in the the face of Connolly. Well... Where do you start? I mean, if that was Lino, as as Ali McCoy said, if that was Lino Messi or Ronaldo storing that free kick, it'd be getting jotted all around the world. But because it's in the SPFL, it just sort of gets passed by. But a very good free kick, or exceptional free kick, actually. I mean, you maybe say the goalkeepers maybe should have been a, a step. Did you did you did you choke in that, Anthony? Did you choke? Mm, uh, did I hear you choke not, there? Not at all. Not at all. I can definitely you know respect respect good football when i see it um and it, and it was i mean very good free kick i mean the, the equalizer i mean that was equally a, a, a great finish um uh yeah i mean tight I, angle oh look i mean Smith, absolutely i mean the tightest of angles and in fact mcgregor i th- thought i think thought had his far post covered well, I, th- I mean, the, the the crossover was exceptional because the, the the boy who, who crossed it over, he didn't waste any time. He just whipped whipped the ball in first time. And I think if you're going to catch Rangers out at the moment, it has to be that first time delivery. Like you can't allow them to to to, to settle. You've got to try and catch them out on the counter, and that's that's what happened. But I mean, like I said, excellent, excellent, excellent finish, and and uh, nothing wrong with Connor Dawson's glancing header to to win them the match either. Um, do you know how many do you know how many goals Rangers have um, conceded this season in the SPFL? Or be what three or four? Four goals. Yeah. So that was that was the fourth goal they've conceded this season, and I mean it shows you the quality it's taken to get past the defence. they're playing very, very good football. No, I, just, good luck to them. They're well ahead. I just wanted to quickly touch on the Morelos incident, and um, yeah, I mean definitely a red card. I mean, any day of the any day of the week, uh, the referee claimed after the match that all he saw was Morelos barging into the the Dundee player and that was the um that was the reason for the yellow card. So the fact that he didn't see the elbow was the reason it could be retrospectively examined and and he's been handed down with a two match ban today. So he will miss the League Cup game uh tonight and also on the, his league match on the weekend. But right, okay. he's definitely out of form. Um he looks petulant. He had a couple of good chances to score on the weekend and, and didn't take either of them. And you know, the more I see it, and now he starts doing this sort of stuff, you know, you just think that his 
his his plane tickets um you know sitting there waiting for him come come january because the chief executive for rangers came out this in the agm this week and said that they'll have to sell a couple of players at the end of the season so you'd have to think that he's he's one up for for showing the door because they haven't needed him this is the thing i mean as much as his team performance has been has been has been quite good his link-up play has been good he's not been strong goals they found the found goals from all around the team, which which is what they needed to do because they were last season they were too heavily reliant on him, and that's when Rangers, you know, fell off fell off a cliff at the at the turn of the year. So, well, Tavernier's having an absolutely brilliant season, and Goldson's having a great season uh, all over the place. So Ryan Kent, I get you know Ryan Kent doesn't need to. I, I, he's a as we have said many times, super player has had amazing performances earlier in the season. Uh, but he just kind of had a wee bit of dive in the box at Dundee United, which of course, with my slightly uh, gilded hue, means that you know why you didn't need to do that. They were actually playing reasonably good football it was a really good competitive game I thought United would give him a good game um, Katie I'm sorry to say that your prediction was wrong with that kind of slightly Dundee tinted um, tinted view of the world yes Rangers uh, dominant again Hamilton against Hibs Hibs I have to say if you look at Paul McGinn who scored uh, Hibs third goal he's such a ringer for his brother and I didn't realise that both the brothers and, and three, Stephen McGinn plays for them in midfield, Paul in defence, and John McGinn clearly transferred. Did you know who the youngest brother is? Uh, Paul's the youngest one, isn't he? No, John. Uh, John? Stephen's yeah, yeah. 32, Paul's 30, and John's 26. Right, okay. So yeah, there you go. I, I thought, so, like, thought, amazing thought, factoids that you get on this podcast—you won't get this anywhere else. I promise. I, I thought John was the middle, mid, the middle, middle brother. But that's okay. Um, look, I mean, I mean, we say last week Hamilton—we're worried about them. They're in a bit of trouble, but this week did nothing to allay our fears, and uh, it was all one-way traffic. I mean, I didn't see anything that that, that suggested that Hamilton could get a foothold in the game. I reckon it could have been five or six quite easily based on the highlights. It looked it yeah. looked very, 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 very comprehensive. Um, bit of a bit of a dodgy penalty to start it all off, but yeah. greeted with the, the funereal atmosphere and excitement of a Sainsbury's car park on a Saturday afternoon, which is actually where Hamilton's ground is. If you've ever been there, have you been to Hamilton's ground? No, I can't say I have, Richard. No. Well, it is. It, it, it used to be right. So the old Hamilton Ackies ground was demolished to make way for a Sainsbury supermarket, Australia, Woolworths, Coles. You know, the, you you know the deal. And and then one of the one of the, the the parts of the contract when they demolished it was that they had to allot some ground for a new stadium, and which took a long time to develop and build because Hamilton Ackies had no money and then they eventually did build it and they got back into the premiership where they've stayed for quite a long period of time albeit in position 10 and 11 um and it actually you know if you look behind the goals for the 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 kind of the first couple of hibs goals you can see uh the sainsbury sign illuminated uh in the in the november darkness in scotland by it's a sainsbury's car park um, St Johnson against Levy, I saw. I, I thought that St Johnson played reasonably well, but they clearly got a wee bit dizzy with their eleven in a row without actually losing any. And Levy, and on a resurgent run uh, with their change in management structure, so a, a decent game. Um, yeah, uh, Levy just about deserved to sh- to, to shade it. A, a good equaliser from St, uh, from St Johnson with um, Kane. They've gone on to win their league cup game last night which we'll talk about in a little while Aberdeen against Ross County Curtis Main 
Aberdeen, two goals. Uh, not just getting a few goals from here, there, and everywhere. It was a bit of a scrappy affair. Curtis Main, my factoid about him, he was the youngest player ever to play for Darlington in the second division in England at the age of 15 years and 318 days. There He's a bit go. older than that now. There you go. But, I mean, it's interesting that... Um Derek McInnes has, has selected uh, Maine over Sam Crosgrove. Yes. So it does seem to think that there's a possibility that he might be moving on uh, either in January or mm. something. something's up there. So watch this space on that one, I think. Uh, Ross Stewart, he was denied twice by Joe Lewis. Um, and there is some serious transfer speculation around him from both Aberdeen and the United. So again, expect some maybe potentially some business in in the in the january window there which definitely would not help ross county at all at the moment they are they are going to be strapping in that relegation dogfight um you know, you, yeah they're they're right in, after all after all that early promise it's all kind of turned to dust really maybe they'll kind of come back again in the springtime when the weather gets better in the highlands and it's hard it's easier to get up from paisley to dingwall um celtic back to winning ways Yes, well, so obviously, you know, using the um, Europa League match as a bit of a springboard, they managed a 2-0 win against Kilmarnock. It definitely wasn't plain sailing. It was nil all at halftime. A couple of chances, one to Edwards and um, a, a glancing header, I think, from Julien. But apart from that, pretty tight. Kelly defending well. Second half, um, bit of a Celtic onslaught. They, they, they definitely lifted a, a, a gear or two. Managed to break the deadlock with an Elianusi deflected strike, um, and that was followed up by a, a Shane Duffy header, which was quite quite a good finish, contested header, quite powerful. Um, I think Duffy, um, I think Duffy claimed the first deflected one as well. Did he not? <laughs> well, I, th- I think I think he I think he was trying to say that he did a wee step over, and I, he definitely didn't make. Con- I watched it a few I times. And he did a wee. Du- <laughs> it was a wee. Du- it was a wee dummy. A wee dummy. But um, he definitely seemed a bit happier anyway because he's had a bit of a torrid time um, to start his Celtic journey. But um, definitely seems a bit more solid with Julien in the middle. And I have to say, Chris Iyer playing it right back seems to be quite a, um, a bit of a masterstroke by Neil Lennon. It seems to have solidified the defence. And he, as I said, he got forward for the, the goal against Leo and he looked quite good against Kilmarnock. Um, Alex Dyer, first time I've heard anger in his voice after in a post-match media conference. He was really quite, um, quite, quite irate with these players in his second half performance, and he said it's really the first time he's been disappointed because they just didn't show the the steel and determination that they had in the first half, and just sort of let Celtic sort of run run over the top of them. Um, apart from that, uh, we sort we as Mel Soro definitely seems to be a, a I'm going to say an upgrade on on Scott Brown, but definitely a a younger version and seems to cover a lot of grounds and 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 do a lot of the breaking up playing and winning the ball back which you think might be helping them keep a clean sheet and interestingly enough greg taylor for a start for the first time in a long time and uh funnily enough the last time they kept a clean sheet which was two nil against hibs all the way back in i think september believe it or not um, Greg Taylor was playing left back then, so maybe something to that. Yeah. I don't know. Decent shift, decent shift. Couple of decent crosses from him as well. Dave Cormack, the Aberdeen uh, chairman, coming out and saying that he's hoping Aberdeen or Hibs can split Celtic and Rangers and uh, get into that kind of Champions League qualification place. Uh, Dave, I hate to tell you, but there is a serious gulf um, between even the third 
place in Scottish football and the third qualifying round of the Champions League. And if Aberdeen or Hibs do split it, they're going to have to find a Red Bull or something similar uh, type investment to actually make that work. And I actually, you know, being positive about it, I actually hope that that's what happens. Like maybe Twiggy in WA or somebody like that, you know, Fortescue Aberdeen um, or one of the, or, or, uh, or, you know, like the, seriously, you know, like get one of these guys interested in it, the R&O guys who are kind of making a ton of money in the back of Chinese stuff. Like, you know, let's keep the scozzy, let's keep the, the business contacts going. Maybe Dave, you need to meet one of these guys who've got a bundle of cash and might quite like to see their brand in the front of the Aberdeen shirt and, you know, kind of splitting the old firm, bring it on. The competition is better. The League Cup's been quite interesting. Aloha were one up against Hibs at half time, but tell me the rest. Well, couple of uh, couple of goals, a, a Christian Doidge smash on the line after uh, Captain Paul Hanlon should have buried it. We had a sort of miscued it and a bit of a bit of a good old stramash on the plastic pitch at Aloha, and uh, Doidge with the uh, the equaliser. And I believe it was Stevie Mellon with the the winner. I think, if I'm, yeah. if I'm not not mistaken. Yeah, and, yeah um, very late on. Yeah, and uh, you know, Jack, it, was, it was an OG. Actually, it was I think it was deflected, but Stevie uh, Mellon was involved. Jack, Jack Jack Ross taking the uh, the old adage of it's a cup game and a win is a win, and we move on and we. Uh, we go again. So his autumn, his autumn winter um, um, catalogs looking amazing, Jack. I have to say, like like great coats and stuff. I have to say, oh, got the ensemble. It's all happening. Dunfermline and St Johnson one one no no at ninety minutes. Uh, St Johnson winning fourth year on penalties. St Johnson getting dangerously close and having quite a good run in the league, but dangerously close to another kind of final. And tonight's league cup games. Quite tasty, similar against Rangers. Been reading the Rangers forums, uh, varying sort of predictions 2 0 to 6 0 for Rangers. What do you think? Well, I think St. Murn, um, you know, they're, they're a, wee, a wee result against Motherwell, which we haven't spoken about on the um, on oh, the, on, well the remembered. on the weekend. Um, so, you know, scrappy game, very boring. Uh, yes, yeah, St. Murn, uh, I, well, no, it was decent, it was a decent enough kind of opportunity. Um, that kind of rebounded back from a little defence and then get a decent sort of strike, but uh, other than that, I a fairly scrappy affair. Well, you With know, a huge crowd. Well, yes, exactly as always. Um, so you know, so Simon, you know, a wee bit of you know momentum, if you want to call it that. But you know, I mean, at the moment, you'd be you'd be daft to be betting against the stranger side at the moment. However, however, something you know that i that you know you'd like to think at some point they are going to slip up and you know maybe on a cold wednesday night it's um it's going to happen we'll never know we'll see and anthony was on to his fifth joyful mystery uh the next livingston against ross county are on tonight as well uh, livy really quite a good run ross county having a bit of a honking run of it l d l l l um i have to say i fancy livingston because they're resurgent and yeah looking good yeah, I have to say, I, I, you know, I think the the, the Livy train with uh, David Martindale is well and surely left the station. So, you know, a, I hope he gets the job full time. I like and, that. I like that. That's good. I, and I think that, yeah, I, I can't see anything but a, a Livy win. Whether it's an extra time or not, I'm not sure. But I just think they'll, they'll they will do the do the business. 
Right, Scottish Cup final of whatever year it was supposed to take place of this weekend. Uh, Celtic are playing against Hearts, a repeat of the 2019 final. Hearts warming up with a 6-1 win against Queen of the South there back at the top of the Premiership. Hearts recorded a profit, despite COVID, of £473,000. Those of you who listen to our podcasts, God help you on a regular basis. I will recall that Rangers didn't really do quite as well as that and Celtic didn't really do quite as well as that. So congratulations to Hearts for turning a profit on a season that really ought not to have done anything. They're exceptional legals for their appeal against the demotion was £650,000. And it's very telling that they actually were able to garner donations and commitments of £3 million in order to fight those legals in the first place, just shows you the strength of feeling and, and the strength of support for for Hearts. Um, if you want translation of four hundred seventy-three thousand pounds into players, that's a uh, one third of a Celtic player, a half of a Rangers player, three Aberdeen players, four Hibs players, or nine players of any other SPFL side. So that just shows you that um, Hearts are doing a pretty decent job. They're playing Celtic. Celtic wee bit indifferent, but have strung a couple of results together. I think it's going to be a really cracking final. Look, I mean, I, I, oh, you had your wee statistics, Richard, so I've got mine. Uh, I did a wee average age of the Hearts team that took to the field against Queen of the South where they won 6-1, and their average age was 29. Uh, Celtic's average age on the weekend against Kilmarnock was 23. So, Scott Brown not playing Scott, then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Brown wasn't playing and Stephen Naismith was playing. Um, so, yeah, look, it's... Um, Hamden Celtic it's been a happy happy hunting ground the big park suits Celtic it's not going to suit an older Hearts side however Hearts are playing on the back of the heart of not you know they've basically been in four semi-finals the, the last four semi-finals Hearts have featured um in both League Cup and um and and Scottish Cup uh and they've, they've obviously the heartache of getting beaten by Celtic in the, the Scottish Cup so they yeah, they feel that they're going to use that as a bit of a, a motivator. Um, the fact that there's not going to be a crowd there, they feel that that's an advantage for them. Um, and yeah, I can say it's going to be. I think it, I, I think it's going to be gloves off. I think, I think Hearts are going to get stuck in. I think Hearts are a bit like Celtic in the league in the fact that teams sitting against them, but they're going to be in a situation where they don't have as much of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how their style clashes with with Celtic style, where you know presumably Celtic are going to have the bulk of possession. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how that how that plays out. The big question mark around it is that Neil Lennon sort of preluded this at his post match against Kilmarnock was that he's you know leaning towards players that got him to the cup final. So you're thinking the likes of Scott Brown, Ryan Christie who both haven't started in the last two matches against Leo and Kilmarnock. So you're thinking that they're probably likely to come back into the side. And then who who do you leave out? I mean, I don't think David Turnbull has, could do anything more to keep his spot in the team. So, yeah. you know, you're thinking we, as Mel Soros is probably going to have come out. I think Connor Hazard will keep the gloves. because I don't think Barkas or... Um, or Bain are sort of have done anything to, to deserve to come back in there. Um, and you know, maybe play Christie out in the right in, in place of Frimpong, possibly. Um, but that's the, that's probably the biggest conundrum. It's a, and it's obviously a good problem to have because a couple of weeks ago he, he couldn't couldn't find a team to win. And now that he's got a couple of results, now all of a sudden he's got a selection headache. So 
Well, I'm not sure it's a selection headache terribly, but I think that it's interesting to see that, you know, Stephen A. Smith and Andy Halliday in particular with Hearts, but Andy Halliday being involved in a couple of the goals at the weekend uh, against Queen of the South. You know, Craig Gordon and goals, that's that quite a formidable, that is quite a formidable um, backbone of a side. And, and I think that it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic. I do think that... Um, the, the, the challenges that Celtic have had in recent weeks have been alleviated by the last kind of couple of games. Hearts have got a wee bit of momentum. There is a gulf which remains, and it'll be interesting to see. But my prediction, one, maybe 2-0 Celtic. I actually, I, I've just got a feeling that it'll be... It'll end up being three 0 Celtic. It won't. It will be edgy and nervy to obviously start off with, but as soon as Celtic gets that first goal, if they get the first goal, then obviously the floodgates will open. But Hearts will come out and try and obviously get an equaliser, and that'll you know, it's the old edge that plays into. So if Hearts score first, then it'll be a seven five. Eh? Well, uh, that well that would definitely make it you know very very interesting, and that would be a real that'd be a proper cup tie to see who sort of comes out on top. But obviously, a lot of history involved here because I dare say, definitely in our lifetimes, we will not see another quadruple treble or quadruple treble attempt. So, um, so yeah, so we're well, def- cer- certainly in COVID in the year after it was supposed to take place, or the year it was supposed to take place, just a wee bit later than it was. Ah, it's okay. I'm, I'm still confused. I still think it's a World War Two kind of war- you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, let, time steams on. Uh, some earning arrangements we know tonight, and Livy Cross County tonight, we're very blathered about. But the SPFL will have a full card at the weekend, which may make a major difference. Rangers, huge goal difference advantage already. Um, this week's weekend fixtures, I'm not going to take any of my daughter's recommendations from last week because uh, that didn't go that well. I think it's fair to say. Well, I actually think my results went pretty well. I think the only one I got wrong uh, was yeah, the other old games. Yeah, you're still, such a Still, 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 like you know, still bust your coupon, but still, like, still, add a, add a bit, add a better week. So, but like I, I said, don't, don't put it on an accumulator. No, <laughs> no, no. Just don't take our tips with any real seriousness whatsoever. That's it. So anyway, on Saturday, first, uh, we've got four fixtures at three o'clock. We've got Hibernian versus Dundee United. Richards, who you take? Quite tasty, quite tasty. I think United played really, really well against Rangers and probably defended better, and also. Remember, four goals Rangers have conceded this season. United scored one. Uh, this might be a 1-1. I'm going to stick to my adage that the teams that play the old firm the week after have a have an off game, and I think Herbenian are going to smack them 3-0. Cheers. Uh, Rangers <laughs> against Motherwell. Oh, Motherwell. Well, it depends what Motherwell turns up, because Motherwell have been the Jekyll and Hyde side of the season, I think. They are, they are the French rugby team of the Scottish Premiership, aren't they? <laughs> Yes, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to say 3-1 Rangers. Right, okay. Ross County, ooh, Ross County Hamilton at Dingwall. Should be this should be this should be telling um, to see you know who's who's going to be sitting or... sitting on that bottom of the table come Christmas. Um, I'm going to. I, I think Hamilton have really lost their way. I'm I'm going to say Ross County two 0 I'm going to go the other way. I actually think Ross County have lost their way so majorly that I think Hamilton will win 1-0. And I think Hamilton have got a couple, got a couple of decent performances together 
unfortunately the weekend against Hibs who are playing quite well and Jack's got that lovely sartorial thing going on the sidelines which distracts most teams so yeah no I don't I, I think it's going to be a Hamilton win uh, Simburn against St Johnson the Saints uh, which, which 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 if you were a way support which team could you sing when the Saints go marching in because they're both Saints yeah I'm not sure how that goes do they flip a yeah. coin before the game say uh, like it's my uh, <laughs> um, I'm ready I'm ready to say St Johnson on the bounce from their penalty win um, 2-1 and I'll go because uh, they're both been low scoring teams but I reckon it'll be a 2-0 for St Johnson I think they've been going really really well Aye. Oh my God, I can't believe we did so well in such a short space well, of time. You've left a game out, Richard, so we're so oh, caught. Oh, versus Aberdeen on the Sunday. Oh, who cares? Uh, well, <laughs> Aberdeen. Um, is it, oh, there's a statistic around this. I think, is Aberdeen a happy hunt? Is, is, sorry, is Rugby Park a happy hunting ground for Aberdeen? No, but then Aberdeen don't like travelling down to the West Coast, full stop. I'm going to say Aberdeen anyway, because I think Kilmarnock have hit the skids a bit as well. They've only won one in five now. Um, so I'm going to say 2-1 Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen have just demonstrated they've got a little bit more strength and depth in recent weeks. I think Curtis Main scoring a couple of goals at the weekend. That, to me, demonstrated they've got a wee bit more going on. So yeah, they've got good guys coming back. As long as they can stay in the park, I think yeah they'll win. Richard, what's um, your final thought, mate? Uh, I'm just. I just want to say I'm so delighted to hear that Neymar has escaped serious injury once again, despite the fact they had to be stretchered off um, in the PSG game at the weekend. Like Neymar, who's who, you know, I, I've always really thought that good footballers, in addition to being good in the ball and turning around and scoring goals and so on and so forth, should be able to stay on their feet. And Neymar uh, sometimes gets knocked over by the electron and the out, the outer part of a molecule that you've never seen. And and he was tackled at the weekend and it looked like he had a serious ankle injury. But once again, he's dodged it and it's wonderful. So he was thanking God. But I'm just, I'm just thankful that Neymar is still on his feet because it means I can diss him for another fortnight without any fear of retribution. Just two little quick final thoughts for me, and uh, breaking the rules, having two. One, uh, we amended for last week. I said it was Ian Viders who was getting investigated for potentially racist conduct against Alfredo Morales. It was actually Michael Gardine, and apparently possibly homophobic in nature. But again, investigation ongoing or has been squashed. But just to clarify from last week, and finally, just to say rest in peace, Gerard Houllier, who passed away this Bless week. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently was linked with a Celtic job, but he had already signed for Liverpool. So there's a sliding doors moment to end the uh, end the evening on. Thank you very much, Richard. Been a pleasure. Enjoy. Yep. Thanks, Mike. And we'll speak to you again in the week. And lots of other things will have happened, I'm sure. And yep. uh, we'll try and keep you abreast of that. On you. Cheers. Take care. Bye. <laughs>